Warning. DC on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. desktop you can take us mobile by downloading the rain man digital app it's available in the itunes app store and google play simply search rain man digital you can also find us on demand through itunes and stitcher by searching dc on cw once you find us there please go ahead and leave us a review i believe we're also now on spotify which is kind of a cool crazy big deal um so today we're going to be talking about supergirl season four episode three ahimsa uh, the team struggles as Kara is in her super suit getting healed. And uh, we found out that this is actually what we were talking about before, where there were like rumors about um, how this suit freed Melissa Benoist up to actually go finish some other obligations, some other things that she was filming or doing. In this case, it was her Broadway run that she was doing. Um, It was a Carol King musical. I didn't even know she was involved in because I don't really keep up to date on what she's doing outside of Supergirl. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, I think it was over the summer. Yeah, it ended like August 4th and the rest of the crew had already been filming for like a couple weeks. So... They just tossed her stunt double in that suit and they were ready to go. I I just was like, oh shit, we were just joking about it last week. I didn't know it was actually a thing until this week. Yeah. I I mean, so so, hey, it it worked, right? Got the job done. Yeah, Um, definitely. I didn't love it though. Like I didn't, I didn't love the shots. Um, Outside of the suit. In the suit were fine. They were kind of cool. Very Tony Starkey sort of uh, visuals when it went in on her face in the suit. Yeah. With like a little heads up display in there. I immediately thought of like Tony Stark, Iron Man, how they did that. Yeah. Um, and I like that. That was cool. Um, the The POV stuff was fine. It was It was interesting. It was a unique way to deal with that. So... Not opposed to that at all. So was it the, like the stiff movement of her? Yeah, it was the stiff I, movement of the stunt double. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that was due to how the suit was designed. Like, but it didn't look like it should have been that like inhibiting on the movement. Well, because normally when you see kind of a lot of those, it's uh, I wonder if the budget has anything to do with it because you always see those behind the scenes with Tony Stark, and like you'll see it the it'll just be dots and they end up CG in most of the leg parts, you know, where he's not actually wearing a lot of the costume. Yeah. But that was like, that was a suit. I'm just throwing out ideas. Most of it wasn't even armor. Most of it was like, like textured fabric made to look super stiff and armory. Yeah. It just seemed weird. Okay. The movement. I'm just glad everyone like, cause I, I, was put off by it and I was distracted mm-hmm. by it. The POV stuff? Well, just the suit in general. Even when she took yeah. off the helmet, I was like, that's not really outside. I could tell it was green screened. And then I found the article saying she wasn't there for it. I was like, okay, well, it makes sense now. And why was that such a mo? I mean, like, okay, sure. She, you know, she healed up and uh, she got the helmet off and hooray, she's not dying. That's great. That's a cool moment. But they like, there were some weird choices this episode. Like, they zoomed in on her so much, and they were just like, she's out of the helmet now! Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Praise Ra! Like, I... 
I don't know. It was way too long of like a cutaway on her face. Like it was just. The whole thing was awkward. <laughs> a little bit. I really thought it was going to last more than one episode too. Yeah. I didn't. You're just like, no. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> You're like, she's gone. She's out I of it. I called it last week. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, uh, it, it's always, I don't know, get out of jail free card when they do stupid shit like this. And it's just distracting for me as a viewer. Yeah, I agree. Um, if it's integrated well enough, you know, it's a cool gimmick instead of just a distracting one. But um, in this case, I feel like it was just distracting, honestly. It it fueled a little bit too much of the episode in a way that didn't really bring anything good to it. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about the rest of that later. Um, we uh, we saw a little bit of Red Sun too. We answered that question. Yeah, we were we were talking about sort that, of. and we were just like, "Hey, is anyone concerned with where she is and if she's dead?" Um, yeah. We know this uh, took over their Earth's atmosphere. How did the Russians deal with that, though? Like they they had her like underground or some stuff. I, I they, don't know. They still have like World War II bunkers that they throw her in. <laughs> Air filtering systems. Yeah, if it took two of the smartest people in the world to figure out how to get rid of the kryptonite in the air, like who on the Russian side has that technology? I yeah I don't know yeah. and and how did they know to do it quick enough and how was the air not contaminated I don't I don't have any idea it's very very weird um, well, at least they addressed it they tried yeah yeah they tried um, points <laughs> good, for effort good effort like, like like Nicole said answered a question yeah she was in some magical container thing <laughs> the shipping container done keeps everything. <laughs> All right, the last bit of news that we've got here. Um, so they announced a character that will be in the Arrowverse crossover, the Elseworlds event, uh, and it is Psycho Pirate, which I don't feel like is a character <laughs> that many people know about. I didn't believe. Like, is this a wrestler? Didn't I they make it? A- was fake. Didn't they make a joke about it on Legends one time? I, I believe so. Or on Flash or something? It's, it's, it seems like one of those jokey characters. A joke about the name, I think. And someone was like, come on. I, I don't know. I feel like that happened. but Between that and like Rainbow Rider or whatever the other one was, I remember that joke too. Yeah. Um, Rainbow Rider doesn't do a whole lot in a whole lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like, he's done stuff with, uh, like, Dr. Fate and Our Man. That was, like, the the second appearance of him. So those are some interesting characters to go up against. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So a brief, brief description here. Um, His golden Medusa mask gives him the power to manipulate emotions. Um, we have no idea what his role is going to be or like how major, how minor, whatever. Like, I don't know. This is an old character that doesn't get a whole lot going on with <laughs> That him. they didn't have to pay for. Yeah. I mean. They're like, that license is cheap. We want him. Yeah. But what's interesting is he has been in some important things like, um, the, the second, uh, the second psycho pirate was in, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and there's stuff that he did post-Crisis, and then there's Infinite Crisis stuff in Blackest Night, and existed in the New 52, and, you know, Rebirth. So, like, it's... (laughs) I don't know. He's just... He looks like Harley Quinn and (sighs) Iron Man had a baby. A little bit, yeah. With... Doctor Strange's cape. Um. <laughs> so in in Rebirth, though, uh, he's a part of Task Force X. He and Hugo Strange are sent to Gotham um, by Amanda Waller and Task Force X. So that's that's a thing. Yeah, we'll see. I just it was a weird cast, or not casting, but character choice. And I was like, I don't know about this, but I guess we got to trust them because they haven't failed on the crossovers yet. Yeah, that's true. Even when we thought they were going to fail hard with the musicals. Yeah. 
that they've somehow pulled it off. Oh boy. So yeah, I mean he uh psychological control, um, and, and like emotions and stuff like that. Um so after New 52, current psycho pirate, uh, he is a psychic who specializes in telepathically manipulating people's emotions. Um, you know, you can calm someone down to make them more reasonable or amplify negative emotions um, to the point of being able to send someone on a murderous frenzy. So That's kind of psychotic. Yeah. And while wearing his Medusa mask, um, his powers... Are in, were increased to the point where he could control all of Metropolis without straining himself. So, hmm. I don't know. I guess he's kind of powerful. Um, I don't think I read any of the stuff in the New 52 that he was in. And because it was in Superboy and I didn't read Superboy. <laughs> it's always weird when they announce these things this late. Somebody must have seen it on set and then they released it. Because, yeah. I mean, they're basically done with filming. Either that or they keep a couple things to be like, yeah, this is still news, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have, <laughs> we don't have anything to be uh, clickbait about. What can we do? Uh, release the psychopirate information. Releasing psychopirate information. Yeah. They got to keep in the news. So, so psychopirate is going to be an inmate at Arkham Asylum in the upcoming crossover. So we're going to see Arkham Asylum? Question mark? We're, okay are we like this? totally going to Gotham? Yeah, to, we better. It's supposed to be based in Gotham. They've shown pictures of total immersion, baby. They've told that uh, they've shown pictures of them outside like Gotham City PD. Mm. What's that art? What's that noise? Sorry, I'm happy about it. <laughs> I don't know what that sounds like. I am, but I'm happy about it. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just hit my head on the mic. All right. Well. <laughs> Turn my hat around. Let's go to a break. Let's just go. (laughs) We're just falling apart here. Against Supergirl. Supergirl, All right? Test run against Supergirl. Are we just supposed to pretend like we don't hear him? DC on CW. We'll be right back. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Thomas, Thomas, you were on the right track. Thank you. Because that's the first thing I thought. This is a story worthy of Andrew. Who else? Fuck. Who else pees in their mouth in the shower? Oh my god. So here's what happened. I just got off of a a super long, like 13 hour work right, right, running off of like three hours of sleep. Wake up, get in the shower, skipping some time. I just let go in the shower, right? Pee in the shower. Who hasn't? Right. Right. This is happening. Wait, hold on. Let's let's tackle this first. (laughs) You guys pee in the shower? I've done it every now and then. Who doesn't pee in the shower? Uh, uh, Wow, supposed to. Thank you, Raina. Thank you. (laughs) Finally, don't let Raina fool you. Raina pees in the shower. (laughs) That was one time, and you said you wouldn't tell. For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. This is Star Wars from the Bucket Tank Exclusive. Let's Oh, I want those ones. I want those ones. I'm like, but what about me? <laughs> what about me? I'm like, never mind. I have a 10 year old. I'm going to buy all the shoes for myself. I must have. I'm going to wear the Ray boots. I don't care if they're for female. <laughs> I know. Some of, the, some of the stuff, even for the females, actually, is like, like. Yeah, uh, I'm like, excuse me, Pozu, but do you have any non-gender specific Ray boots? I'd really like that, please. I'd really like that, please. Non-gender. That's the new thing today. I want to wear those Ray boots. <laughs> we have Twi'leks dancing right now. <laughs> and some sexy Ewoks. We don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. Hey, makes it easier to carry them. If you would bone an Ewok, would you bone a Bantha then? I mean, if there's no difference, right? Nah, Ewoks are a little bit more fluffier. And more intelligent, I guess, right? Is there yeah. an intelligence factor there? Because no. when does it become pansexuality and then bestiality? Where's the fine line there, David? <laughs> I must know this. <laughs> Is it okay to fuck an Ewok, but then frowned upon to fuck a Bamba? <laughs> <laughs> the Bamba Tank. 
listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. All right, we are back. Let's talk Supergirl Season 4, Episode 4, Ahimsa. Uh, directed by Armin V. Kevorkian. And let's see, the story was by Eric Carrasco and the teleplay by Katie Rose Rogers and Jess Cardos. So this week we get our first appearance of Manchester Black. Um, I didn't pay attention to... Maybe, let me rephrase that. I, I forgot about the casting for Manchester Black. So I forgot that they literally cast a black guy to play Manchester <laughs> Black. And I just like, have we now hit that point where every character with black in their name has to be a black person? I didn't even consider that. I I didn't either. And that, like, by that token, totally cool. Don't if, say token. If that, <laughs> <laughs> if, if that opens up more roles for people of color then like cool all right great if if they're just like you know what this is an opportunity to get someone in that like maybe we would have been looking for a white guy previously um all right fine but if we're doing it because it's like well there's black in the name it'd be weird if he was a white guy we should probably cast a, a black guy just to be safe like if that's the motivation then i don't like it so much but if the motivation is is like I don't know if it has integrity and people are like, no, this is a great opportunity to get people in when we might have been looking for a white guy before and white guys have plenty of roles out there. I, I mean, I, I cool. hope it was based on his acting skill because I, I found really nothing wrong with how he portrayed the character. This oh, week. God, no. He was awesome. And, and honestly, it was kind of a bright point for me on this episode. I agree. Um, Especially watching all of this play out because Manchester Black starts out as an anti-hero and eventually kind of devolves into a supervillain. So watching that play out in one episode, you know, that one bad day sort of thing that we always mention and, Mm -hmm. and discuss and hint at. Yeah. That was this, that was this episode. (laughs) That was, this was his one bad day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He lost his fiance and that's it. That little switch that he was talking about in his head where, uh, you know, you can turn that on and off and it either says, hey, don't hurt people or hurt people. It's on hurt people now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm more excited about him than I am like anything to do with the Agents of Liberty. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm super interested. Interested. Wow, words are hard to see um, what they do with his character. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see how far he goes. Um, Because he could just straight up be like, kill all humans. I don't care. Anyone that's even (laughs) slightly against aliens, I'm going to kill you. Um, And it could cause problems, you know, for the DEO and for Supergirl and stuff like that, too. So there's there are great lengths that he seems capable of going. Um, He's buying a lot of firepower. For one guy, it seems like. Yeah, it's like terrorist level. Yeah, I, towards that. I wonder if this is going to play into the Guardian storyline at all. Oh yeah, because that came up too. With him being like kind of on the vigilante side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, like a mistaken identity, not because he's black, just because it's another dude taking power into his own hands. But they know. James's face. I know. I've just thrown it out there. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, especially with, I, I think it could cause some problems for Guardian as well, especially now that he's being kind of used by the media and by Ben Lockwood himself to uh, uh, spread the anti-alien humans first, Earth first rhetoric. I think it could cause some problems there, make things harder for Guardian make things harder for people who support aliens just because he seems like he's going to go about things in a really violent way. Yeah. Do you think this also gives uh, John like another project to work on? Uh, Yeah. It gives him more purpose because now he's not at the DEO. That he could be chasing this man down the whole time going, yeah. you're better than this. She wouldn't want this. Yeah. I. Uh, it gives him more to do. For sure. Because, you know, 
he's going to step in more now and he's going to be Martian Manhunter a little more. Um, but at the same time, he's still not actually working with the DEO. Uh, so I don't know with, with the Fiona character gone too, like it gives him a thing to do (laughs) as opposed to just aimlessly wandering going, well, I met these aliens the other day and, uh, over here in the town square, I heard fellows talking about wanting to kill aliens. So that's a lead, I guess. Like, I don't know. It keeps him from just kind of stumbling around upon issues. It keeps an issue in the spotlight for him. Yeah, he's just not a stumble. Walk to Earth. I uh, I liked what they did with the character, but I liked even more how they handled the character and how they handled his kind of descent into violence um and they like you knew you knew after that moment that fiona died that was it and then the second that he walks into a room and they are zoomed in on that union jack manchester black shirt you knew that this is fuck we're we're getting (laughs) we're getting manchester black like all the way yeah um it was the most believable thing about this episode for me yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. I think so, too. I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to... I feel like the more violent, radical characters are going to steal the show this season. Ben Lockwood and Manchester Black. I, those those two guys are, like, villain, and we'll see if Manchester Black kind of ends up also being a villain whose heart was in the right... It seems like these guys are, like... I lost everything, it seems like, you know, and now I'm going to take radical measures. Same kind of path. Yeah. Yeah, similar. Well, maybe they're going to use Manchester Black to take, like, a different path of, like, here's what could have happened. And maybe they end up the t- two main people that are, like, fighting against each other. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know where they're going with it, but um, they're taking similar paths right now. Yeah, I I definitely feel like the actors are the strongest on the show right now. Yeah, like it's the other the other actors are, of course, fine like usual, and that's great. But these these two guys so far, even though we've really only had like one big episode for each, um, they're they're really killing it. They're really really bringing it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, and and how they affect the season. So I'm very interested to see if they're... He doesn't have any powers, right? Manche- He's just real good at fighting. Manchester Black? No, in the show. Uh, I didn't see anything in the show yet, no. Okay, because normally he's like telekinetic. Yeah, but that didn't make sense because they used John for that. Yeah, well, yeah. no, John's mm. telepathic. Well, he's also a telepath. Well... It depends on, yeah, it depends on when, isn't he? Isn't he just like, I don't know. Yeah, no, he is. He is a telepath and telekinetic. But, I mean, they could just make him telekinetic and not have anything cross over as far as, like, telepathic powers between him and John. Um, I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's just a regular human who's just good at fighting. But we'll see, I guess. Um, Let's talk about the DEO. I'm still struggling to care. And yeah, I feel like it's a shit show right now. And it's, I get that we're going to get a lot of story from it, Um, especially with the president now being a total douchebag. And sending someone in to keep an eye on Alex. And uh, it sucks because I would love to see Alex in like full director power. Just totally rocking it. Like she was doing like the first episode. She seemed confident and like she had been doing it a while. And she was killing the game. It just seems everything seems so forced right now. Yeah. Like forced drama to the max. And and in yeah. a rehash of season one, yeah, 
like we had government oversight in the DEO at one time. Yeah, and we had Alex and Supergirl and that struggle of like, I'm the one whose job is on the line. I'm the one that works for the DEO. You just come in as a consultant or whatever and like, this isn't your job. Um, it's, we've seen it before. Yeah, I, again, the, 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 the and this is when I had a problem with the suit also when she's yelling at a motorcycle mask yeah. and I'm supposed to be like, <laughs> believe that there's some kind of emotion behind the face as her sister's yelling at her and it's just like okay I'm looking at the mask and that's when the suit didn't really work for me at all yeah. like I don't uh, think the suit worked in general but I think that was my main like oh you're just yelling at like could be sleeping for all I fucking know yeah like alright I'm just gonna close my eyes here while you yell at me and uh wait for it Honestly, I'd rather a show come out later than have a gimmick like that that allows them to film, like, an extra episode. Yeah, because they could have just easily left the seal on her chest and said, you just can't leave here. Yeah. And left her in the, you know, in the DEO the whole time. But then the government wouldn't be watching the DEO because Alex would have been following orders instead of deliberately disobeying the president's order. What? Since when since when does Alex do that when she knows the risks? If it was the last president, okay, sure. That president would go, oh, come on. You know, I've got to do something about it. But you guys did the right thing, so it's okay. This new guy, you don't know him. This new guy's a dick. There's, um, there's no uh, rapport there. Yeah. I Also, like, there's a lot of weird choices we had mentioned. And... Did you guys find it, like, really weird when he was, like, going off on Alex and then, like, G.I. Jane, or whatever her name is, yeah. like, <laughs> leaned over and whispered to him and he's like, we'll talk about this later, and cuts it off. I thought it was really weird. So, do you think there's going to be, like, more to this character that we don't know about right Probably. Now? Is she the real person in charge here? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, who even knows? Honestly, maybe we'll see either that or um, either that or she was just like, no, no, leave it to me. <laughs> um, maybe that's the reason why she's now there. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, all I know is I'm disappointed in the decisions that they had our characters make. Alex is smarter than that. You're making them look weak. You're making them look weak. All of them. You're making them look like rash uh, children who are just chomping at the bit to do anything instead of people who have learned. Seen some shit. <laughs> and, and trained and been through things and know how to get around obstacles like that. Okay, well, the president says we can't do this. Well, what can we do? Like that's that would be a normal conversation for them. That would be a normal conversation. Okay, what can we do? What are our options? Okay, well, if Supergirl can't leave, who can? Like, what? What? This honestly is... It's weak. It's weak writing. Yeah, it's... Again, it... it, Everything about this episode, drama it was just forced. I... I... Was happy that we didn't get like the preachy rhetoric, but I and I shouldn't be like looking for it. But I was like, can we get back to that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I'll take that now. Yeah, just. Well, be- do you think it was all forced just because like Melissa wasn't even there, <sighs> and it, because they had to deal with the stunt double and the suit? And I'm sure it couldn't every- have helped. Yeah, it's, I feel like everything was forced because of that. It's always like a different rhythm, probably for them, and. Even if she was there, it was just still like weird writing choices. Like, again, if if they would have said you need to stay in here until it's better and then like the countdown of, okay, we're at 97 percent. I think it's clear you should be fine. And she busts out and saves the day. Yeah, I think that would have been better. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just there there was it was just poor choices, like writing choices. Yeah. I'm sure a combo of odd writing choices that make your character weaker than normal, in addition to having to act at a suit, it's 
it's not a recipe for success. You know, it's not it's not impossible to do, but it's not exactly setting them up for success either. Um, so I don't know. The, all the DEO stuff this week was a total bummer. Um, I, and you just can't do that to Alex as a character. Like, yeah. I just never expected to see her, the one weeping in a locker room, trying to get her shit together. Yeah. Like, it just... And I understand the stress of becoming the director. I I for sure expect her to have some moments of weakness or whatever, but I would expect those to be at home with Kara, eating pizza, watching The Wizard of Oz or something, and, you know, and, like... And just because of, like historically if they wanted to throw it back to something that would have made more sense i would have rather have her struggle maybe going not going back to the bottle but fighting that yeah you know that she is and was an alcoholic and stress usually pushes people back towards those things and instead of just like you know not making her look weak by crying but that decision have her go home and like walk by a liquor store and fight that temptation. Or even honestly, even crying at home with Kara, talking about it and just being like, it's, it's, it's getting to me. It's bottling up and uh, it's really stressful. Like that's crying doesn't make you weak, but specific imagery paired with poor decision making. She doesn't seem like she's fit to run the DEO right now. She doesn't seem like a strong leader. And I know she's capable of it. And I know she's totally a fit leader. She's a great character that's grown crazy, crazy, crazy tough just in the time that we've had this show. And I'm bummed. She deserves better than the writing this week. Yeah. I agree. All right. So let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, the shining light at the DEO this episode. All right, we are back. Let's talk about the surprise of this episode. I don't hate Brainy. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, I feel like they're 
doing exactly what I was hoping they were going to do by making Brainy so unlikable at the beginning of this season. He was more unlikable in the season premiere than he was last season entirely. You mean like burn the man down so you can build him back up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, make people be like, ah, oh, come on, and and like address it too. Just be like, you're abrasive and you're annoying and you don't <laughs> understand context. Get it together. Um, and and now the first step in kind of breaking him down was his experience at the pizza parlor or whatever um, when he was um, – when he was going to get pizza from those guys and he had a rapport with them, you know, they they catered to his weird requests and, you know, they were on a first name basis. And then all of a sudden they find out he's an alien and treat him entirely differently and want to, like, kill him. Um, It absolutely broke him down in a particular way. He hasn't been taking anything too seriously because he kind of just... I don't know. He has that attitude of like, everything's going to be fine. I can calculate for everything. Yeah, whatever. Um, And it's been kind of like a vacation for him. You know, he's just like, oh, everything's fascinating and cool and and interesting and um, lower tech than the future. So like, I've got a handle on all of this. This is fine. Um, And then this week, breaking him down even further, because he can't do a damn thing to save Supergirl. And he's, actually concerned about her he's concerned about where the world is ending up and how far this alien stuff is gonna go um and he breaks down and and cries a little bit and uh i i am glad they addressed that because i did this i'm like why is the robot crying yeah I don't know how you guys like <laughs> robot can't cry because he weird. he does seem super robotic but he is techno organic he is organic and machine um he is a living being he's not a robot he's not an android he's a person that has some machine stuff inside him to help make him real smart and even he can get punched in the face with literal feels yeah which he did and um i kind of like how lena approached it and like her pep talk was Pretty good. Because um, she's part machine too. Basically, um, sort of. Uh, there's There were good and bad things about it. It was like, it's good for when you just need to find that solution that's going to save someone's life. <laughs> but don't com- don't bring out all the boxes for every situation. I yeah. So I I I was a little concerned. <laughs> She's like, I, I keep putting my emotions in this box, and I'm running out of fucking storage room because yeah. <laughs> I never take anything I'm back. Like, out. It's good for this situation. Any other situation, though, you should probably clarify. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, um, maybe mention that like eventually it's okay to unpack that box. Yeah, a little bit. Don't leave it boxed <laughs> up in storage forever because. Supergirl used to go punch cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you need an outlet. You can't bottle everything up forever. So I I wish you would have maybe mentioned that as well instead of just being like, bury it. Just bury just, all just of bury your it. feelings and never speak of it again. This is just step one of the Luther method of... Becoming dealing, a supervillain? <laughs> dealing with people and emotions. How to become a supervillain. Yes. Step one. Because she is cold to Kara or not to Kara to Supergirl yeah yeah um she's cold now she has buried those feelings and she's just a machine to her it's in a box it's in a box yikes way in the back there is no softness there there's no no love to be had yeah I definitely think that pep talk totally gave us uh, a peek into her character a little bit more for sure um I mean for that like I said for that situation it was great but hopefully she continues that pep talk afterward. She probably didn't. No. Yeah, I, well, I what, doubt it. it's amazing. Again, we, we talked a little bit earlier about how writing choices, you know, with some of the Supergirl and DEO stuff were just horrible. And then we come to this, which was what, maybe a five minute scene, 10 lines max. Mm-hmm. 
And it was probably the most powerful scene we've kind of had this episode, if not all season. Yeah. So where it was like, wow, you guys did so well to change our thoughts on these two characters. It, we kind of knew that about Lena. Yeah. But you just spelled it out for us. Thank you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then, all right, Brainy, we can see that this is actually affecting you. That it's just not like beep, boop, beep, boop. And it's affecting him so much that it's really changing his demeanor, his outlook, the way he approaches things. And this is going to be the stuff that breaks him down and makes him a likable, calm, more casual, normal <laughs> character. And this this is what's going to make him a character worthy, potentially, if all goes according to what seems to be their plan. Uh Worthy of succeeding win. It's going to take a lot of character development, but I think if this is their plan and they're they're breaking him down and stuff like that, I I think they can bring him there. He seems like as an actor, he's capable of taking the character there. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I believe a lot more of his acting skill after this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, so he did, I want to talk about, um, an article that Bob brought to my attention, um, from comic book resources and they, they're quoting some stuff when he was doing a Q and a, uh, Jesse Rath, who plays Brainiac. Um, they, um, he revealed when he was asked how he felt at the pizzeria and like the surprise that he felt, um, he revealed that part of his internal backstory for the character um, hints at his troubled and lonely bring upbringing on Kolu. Um, and then he was asked if this was Brainy's first time experience, experiencing prejudice. He said, I like to think no, because he wears the Brainiac mantle. I think that he knows a little bit what it's like to be picked on for something that's out of his control. Um, in my mind, he grew up on Kolu and was maybe resented by a lot of his peers for being so smart and taking the name Brainiac when they all know it's it's kind of like picking the name Hitler 5. Like, why would you do that? You know, like Brainiac <laughs> 5. It It's, yeah. What happened to Hitler 2 through? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Uh, he was saying, you know, with the people of Kolu, he could at least logically understand their prejudice against him. But on Earth, none of that hate comes from history or context. The second they see that he's not human, they turn on him. Um, it comes out of fear, anger, and confusion. And the sudden severity of it cuts him to his core, teaching him uh, about looking at prejudice from a detached perspective. So it was it was absolutely the right thing to do to uh to really kind of break him down in a certain way and show his humanity because he's he's used to just being like I'm smarty pants and blah 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 and that's my thing and I'm brainy. I can fix everything. Um but you I thought he was in the room. You can't fix <laughs> 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 You can't fix someone else's prejudice and you can't just put a band-aid over that yeah you know you can't make someone like you when they're angry and afraid and hateful let me ask you guys this with the guy that when you come from the future and you know that technically everything's like works i guess out that we still have a future would you hold on to that as like hey i know it gets better um, yeah, a little bit, but that doesn't, it, it should not interfere with putting in an effort to make sure things get there. Yeah. I, it just, it, it always kind of, you know, time travel is always that weird thing. And when you bring people in from the future and I, I guess it's always, you know, I guess it would be like us going back and seeing, you know, racism back in like the sixties and then going, Oh, don't worry. It gets better. But going to actually see it and happening, it probably would disgust all of us. Well, we've run into that on Legends. Yeah. A lot. Um, previous characters on Legends going into, you know, the 60s and stuff. And can't sit at the bar. and Can't sit at the bar. Can't talk to the white girl. Can't, you know, they, they did episodes with, like, slavery and stuff. And they had to let themselves be talked to a certain way and stuff like that. It's, it's 
disgusting to look back and kind of experience that, even if it is just through a TV screen. Um, it's just, you always wonder if it's going to change him at all. Well, I think he knows where history and like the future end up, but seeing it firsthand is, is different, you know, and the future can always change if you don't do something. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like, He'll take it more seriously because he was in the future and he knows that it's better and the aliens are commonplace there. I don't know. I I just, I'm just glad to see feelings from him. I don't want him to be cold and calculating and, and logical all the time. I want him to be a warm, likable character who has opened up because he feels comfortable and has felt love from the people that he's around and is still kind of the snide, logical, occasionally cold one in the group. That, that seems like a much better character type to me. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like where the, where it's going with him. Yeah. And I hope they do more of this. Same. I don't want him to just go back and be like, okay, I'm the best thing ever again. I think he's the most relatable too because he's kind of where I think most viewers stand where mm-hmm. they're just like, but wait, why do you, I mean, like I understand your struggle over there, Agent Liberty, but also <laughs> why do you just hate people just because they're alien? That's not okay. You don't, you, this guy was nice to you and he bought your pizza and you don't like him now? You want to kill him just because he looks different and, like, maybe has different abilities? Okay. All right. Um, but speaking of Agent Liberty, we got not too much of him this episode. Um, but finally, ding dong, the Wonder Twins are dead. Thank God. I couldn't stand them. Did you? Okay, so let me... <sighs> Let me ask you guys this because I don't I, I feel like an asshole sometimes when I don't <laughs> like characters on shows. I sit there and I start picking them apart physically. <laughs> like you like I can't get over the chick's plastic surgery. Oh, my it. God. I made a comment about it. This week. <laughs> and, I like it and, I, and that's what goes on in my head when I don't like the characters. And it's different when I don't like the characters because they're fucking awesome, but I just didn't like what they were doing with them. That I'm sitting there and I'm watching her face going, she's more robot than brainy. Her face doesn't move right. And her plastic surgery on her mouth is horrible. And I, when they finally died, I was like, yes, thank you. So, so Nicole, I'm not horrible. No, or maybe we're just horrible together because I literally turned to Steve and was like, she needs to lay off the Botox. <laughs> Because, uh, I don't know, there was a scene that she was talking and doing her old bullshit. And, like, I did not see any fucking emotion on her face, but I heard it in her voice. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, so I just, yeah. her face didn't bother me as much as um, Otis Graves. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's... Which makes me a worse person. Oh, don't worry. I looked at him, too. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because that's natural. And I'm just like, I don't like your face. Um, but he, he has that used car salesman look about him. He kind of does. But like, hey, come here. I, I got this car just for you. Barely has any miles on it. 250000 I don't know about Whoa. that. I just... Uh, he's a weird looking dude. A big forehead. <laughs> you got a big forehead. I don't. I don't know. There's something about him that I'm just like. I don't like you. You look like you would play like a weird thug in a like B movie. You probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but, but yeah, when I don't like a character and I don't like what the character's doing, not like a oh I love to hate you sort of thing. Just like no, you suck. I hate you. Um, I I start doing that too it's like it's like enemies in real life you know there's that girl that you hate because she's a real bitch to you every time you see her so then when you see her you're just like it doesn't even matter you got a stupid nose anyway (laughs) your eyes are too close together (laughs) who who let you do your eyebrows those are just caterpillars on your face what's happening like just yeah man 
And this is why we all get along so well. Yeah. Uh, apparently so, because we're all assholes. We are all <laughs> assholes. <laughs> we're the group Sorry, that mentioned wrong. something. You're like, I noticed that like three weeks ago, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I didn't be- want to be the first asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. since you opened it up, oh, next time look at this and look at this. And you're like, I, now I can't unsee that. Thank you. But we don't, oh. don't got to worry about unseeing it because they're not going to come back. And yeah. I'm totally okay with it. I was waiting for them to die. And I'm so glad it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the other, the other villain thing to happen this week. Um, so we've got new, new parasite stuff happening. Uh, next week's episode, I think is going to be called parasite lost. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So, so it had parasite in the name. Hooray. I remember Will they do it right this time? I don't know, man. Because the last one was kind of throwaway. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. The answer is maybe. I just don't Mm. think I really care. And I feel like I should care more about Parasite um, as, as a super villain, as a super character. I feel like I should be more excited but I'm, I, I'm more interested in like getting to the bottom of other characters. You're like, where's the fuck's Lex? Let's do this already. Lex already. That's what I really want. <laughs> I think that's what we're all looking. like. All right, all right cool. I don't give a shit. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we know this is leading to Lex. Let's get Lex. Yeah, that and like, I don't know. Mo- let's move forward. I don't. Now's not the time for villain of the week. You've introduced so many different like moving loose parts. ends and moving parts yeah. and stuff. Like, let's tie them all up. Let's get them all intertwined. Let's get things going. We've got so many different storylines happening right now. We've got Ben Lockwood's storyline and what was the Graves twins. Um, Thankfully, that's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now we've got like you know Ben Lockwood with Parasite, and now we've got. Um, uh, Manchester Black and Martian Manhunter, and they're going to do things separately and together. And Martian Manhunter is also going to be kind of helping out with the DEO and with Supergirl. And Supergirl and the DEO have this thing going on with uh, the government because the president is now having like a colonel or whatever spy on them. And then over at Catco, we've got James and Nia Null. And Nia Null is going to become a superhero this season called Dreamer. <laughs> but we don't know when or how that's going to happen. But James is also dealing with uh, Guardian stuff because he's not supposed to go out and be a Guardian. But now all of a sudden the police is letting him do it. Uh, but Ben Lockwood comes back into play because he's writing articles about him and spinning it to benefit his own anti-alien rhetoric. And meanwhile, Supergirl's just not really at Catco very much anymore. Oh, wait, we forgot about Lena. Lena's in there somewhere and she's just kind of doing whatever. So are we getting and that? still doesn't know <laughs> Supergirl's identity. Yeah. We got to still bring that back around, too. Good God, guys. Are we getting to the arrow level of complexity yeah, from like, damn it. like <laughs> three years ago, two years ago, whatever yeah. it was? Yeah. 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 I mean, when you say it that way, it sounds absolutely horrible. It sounds like, exhausting, is doesn't this, it? Is this a 37 part miniseries? No, there's, get, there's 22 get. episodes. She lost me somewhere halfway through all that. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm more impressed that you remembered all that. Seriously, I was like, me that's, too. A, that's a storyline? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening? We're three episodes in, guys. <laughs> three. That's even worse. It's not even like we're like, we'll see you after Christmas. I'm sorry, four. We're four episodes in. My bad. But st- still, you but still, we're less point. than five. <laughs> yeah. We're, we are, what, uh, an eighth of the way through the season or whatever it is. Not eighth. That's way off. Sixth. And we have 2,573 storylines to get through. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. Number. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot something. We've got Red oh. Sun Supergirl. Oh, you still. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right. We keep forgetting. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> Someone. Someone write out some of these storylines. Maybe that's why they have to. We need Always to- include that tiny little bit at the end of, oh, yeah, by the way, this bitch is still here. <laughs> we need uh, Cisco's uh, whiteboard. Yeah, we do. Uh, Next time we stream on Twitch, we're going to have this. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
I love these characters. I love this show. Please get it together. We, like, please hire new writers. It's it's not going horribly right now, but like it's like that Simpsons meme of Ralphie. I'm in danger. Like that is how I. <laughs> that's how I feel. This show. This show is Ralphie sitting on the bus saying, "I'm in danger." Please, please get it together. Uh, so, uh, do you think Kreisberg, with all his touchy feely, jokey jokey, was the man that said no? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, because that's our major Grab difference. a butt and say, you got it, sport. Just kidding. Don't do it. And also, don't tell anyone I touched your butt. Good idea. Pat <laughs> on the ass. No, we're not doing it. Uh, I love it. Honk, honk. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, and like, I don't think I even mentioned like Brainy. What's Brainy doing? You know, he's he's growing as a character and possibly a romance with Nia Nall. Like that's cool and great, and I like that. That's, oh, and, that's and neat. don't don't forget Monel and uh, Wynn are supposed to be popping in. Popping so in. Often? Oh, that's right. That's right. Fuck, guys, I'm ready for a nap. All right, well, let's, let's do some final thoughts and go take a nap. <laughs> Um, I, I, just I don't know. Was that, I think that was it. I think those were my final thoughts. I love this show. I love these characters. I like where these storylines are leading. Um, I don't think we need Red Sun to be even happening right now. No. Keep that for like the second half of the season. Wrap up the Agent Liberty stuff and then move into Red Sun. And we don't need a reminder each episode we know it's happening we know it's happening you're you're cluttering things everything is getting cluttered um these characters all intertwine and they all have their own lives and i'm glad to see james out of the deo not just strolling in like he owns the place with no security check <laughs> like i'm glad to see him uh at catco you know nia Nall is there lena pops in because she owns the company Kara pops in because she works there. That's all relevant. That's all good. Cool. Compartmentalize. Like Lena said, take her advice. This stuff stays here. This stuff stays over there. This stuff stays over there. And there's a little bit of crossover between some characters. But you need to you need to wrap things up a little bit. Or at least, like, focus a couple episodes on, like, a specific thing to wrap up one issue first and then move on to the next one. Like, we went through one episode that was just all Agent Liberty, and that was beautiful. That was amazing. You wrap that up. I now understand that character. I know where he's coming from. I know what he's been through. I know why he's a villain. Boom. Let's move forward. Great. Nice, neat, wrapped up with a perfect little bow. So let's take an episode and let's really get into the guardian stuff and let's just get that out of the way let's take an episode and get into you know another issue boom done over it's it's too much and i'm worried they're gonna run into arrows problems i'm worried they're already losing people for the same sort of arrow problems yeah it's a lot it's a lot uh-huh it's it's a lot and i uh, basically she just said everything that i would have even thought to say <laughs> so done yes Yes. <laughs> Yay, Manchester Black. Yeah. I'm excited to see that character. And I got to say, I'm happy about certain things. I don't want to just, like, shit on it. I'm happy that I like where Brainy's going as a character. I'm happy that I liked him more this episode than I ever have before. And that's including his adorable little moment with Nia at the after, you know, walking out of the pizzeria and stuff. Um... And Manchester Black is awesome, and I'm scared of the chaos that he's going to cause for everyone else. It's gonna, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm scared and excited about it. It's going to be a good bad time. So, <laughs> bad time, yes. I, I don't know. I hope, I hope things kind of tidy up a little bit, and we could be in for a really great season. We'll see. That's going to do it for today's DC on CW Supergirl edition. You can always catch our past and future episodes through the Rain Man digital app. Uh, be sure to follow us on our social media. Twitter is at DC on CW. Facebook is facebook.com slash DC on CW. Instagram is at DC underscore on underscore CW. 
And uh, hopefully things get better next week, and we'll see you then. Bebo want kajak. 